is the moment you've all been waiting for. Adam Liverpool, England! It was super necessary. And welcome back to Super Necessary. Today, joining us, as you can see, and we're currently live on Twitch as well, which is a first why for us. It, why just call it Super Necessary as well? Like, what's what's the whole story behind that? <laughs> when we first started, it was called the MMA Judgment, and we were like, nah, that sounds like we like we know more than, you know what I mean? It sounds like we're judging it, you know what I mean? But Super Necessary is obviously a, a thing to, or oh, hey, um, and if we were to ever ex- expand, like, into, like, I don't know, non-MMA guests. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, you know, yeah. sort of a decent we name. Just it. wanted something catchy and memorable, to be honest. And yeah. um, just something that stands out. Everyone, most of the podcast has got MMA something in there. We, we didn't want to go down that route. So yeah. it was just that, really. And you're the first person who's ever actually asked us that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, observant. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, now we're joined by Cage Warriors fighter Manny Akpan, and it's an absolute pleasure to have him on today. Um, so the way we normally start, Manny, uh, is we just ask a very simple question. How did you get started in combat sports? Um, oh, mate. I was, I was just in school. I was in like high school. I was playing. I used to play all types of sports. And I used to rugby. I used to play rugby loads. And um yeah, I was just into loads of sports and that. And then some lad from my school just said, oh, I do mixed martial arts. And I seen it at the time I was watching it on the telly and that. And it was decent and that, but then I just thought, oh, nah, like, it looks a bit shit. And then, like, I see, started seeing people get knocked out and that. I was like, I'll have a go at that, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. And just from, just from then, really, um, and I've just always done it as something. Yeah, I've just always done it since then, really. Is it mad that the appeal came from someone getting knocked out? Like, in the man, like, that, that's got to be weird, aren't they? For just seeing someone getting knocked nah, out. Nah, because I want to try that. Like, yeah. my, my brother was watching it loads. Like, my brother was watching it loads, but like, it weren't even the UFC that I, that I seen that got, like, that made me think, yeah, I'll, I'll have forgot this. It was like, <laughs> it used to be on telly every day, like, um, on Sky Sports, um, cage rage with the yellow cage and fucking rope. Like it's rope as the fence and that, like it's yeah. like string and that. And I seen, I just seen one of them fights and people was getting knocked out and that. I thought, yeah, that's definitely the shout out. <laughs> like the UFC ones, not obviously, because I was like, I was like, what, 15, 16, seeing people grapple and that. Like it just didn't make sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But yeah. yeah. I remember seeing um, some of them shows on Sky myself years ago and I remember watching one and one of the fighters got knocked down. And the referee started giving him an eight count, and I was like, "What?" No, no, they had some real, they had some mad real. It was called the open guard rule or something. Like the referee gave them like a three count, and after that, they could kick him in, in the head or something. Like it was mad, <laughs> it was fucking mental. But yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what got me into. It. Then I obviously started getting to UFC more than that, and then I just thought, yeah, this is it. It's, it's a good, fun little sport. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and then you you got a completely different rule set on that now with with what you didn't know, a bit more recognised than that now. So none of those yeah. free camps and staff throwing kicks and that. Yeah. Um, oh, the, so the, the last time out then you fought Kia Harvey, obviously didn't get the result you wanted, but you had a good performance up until that point. Um, what's been the focus in training since that last time out? Um, there's not really been a specific focus. Um, that's one of them. I'm not one of them people who's gonna like go. Oh, I had the injury, or my nan died, or nothing like that. Like, I just lost the fight. Like, I went into a fight. There's a chance of winning. There's a chance of losing. And I just lost the fight in it. So, um, yeah. Since then, the focus has just been the same as it's always been. Just enjoying myself, enjoying the sport. You know what I mean? No one forces me to do it or nothing. So, just gotta enjoy it and try and. Yeah, just wait to have a better show on next time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You try to not like dwell on if you lose or anything like that. You just kind of are you able to move past that quite easily? Yeah, very easily. Um, it's there's nothing win, lose or draw. Do you know what I mean? You're going home to the same home the next day. You you know you're still the same person the next day, and that like it's just it's a 15 minute period. If well, if it goes that long, it's, it's just yeah. a little period of time that you're just gonna go and compete, and that's it, really. You know? Yeah, is it is the life for you? And it might be different with other fighters, but for you, is the ever need to look back and go, okay, well, that's where I need to improve, or you know, anything like oh yeah, that? definitely. If you made if you made obvious mistakes in fights, and that you always go back over them, yeah. and then you're okay. So this is where I need to work on. This is where where I need to um, really focus on going forward, and that. But there's no there's no dwelling on anything like that because. It was literally fifteen a fifteen minute time slot, like however many months back. You can't dwell on it, like because you're never gonna get that moment back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's done, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I just want to ask you about your nickname, Black Death. Uh, (laughs) What's the origin of that? Where did that come from? Oh, (laughs) it was one of the boys from Liverpool. Um, I was just looking. I wanted. I wanted like a nickname at the time, and um. At, like in my amateurs and that and I was just knocking people out and stuff and um, I wanted something I wanted something like one of these because I'm really into wrestling and that and um, like they always used to have like mad nicknames like proper stereotypical nicknames like I don't know like Latino heat and all that type of stuff yeah yeah <laughs> but I want something I want something that's I want something that's to do with being black or being African and that and then the Nigerian nightmare was taken by a different lad who was fighting at the time and then um then one lad, one of the lads just went, the Black Death, and it, and, it, and it fit, it fit, you know what I mean? Because I was getting in just like sparking people out in like 30 seconds and that, so I was like, yeah, that's, that's a top name, that, you know. And <laughs> it was like, oh, it'll make everyone feel dead awkward than the same, like, when the announcer's saying it, like, it'll be proper awkward than that. And I was like, yeah, we shout. <laughs> did, did he say it with like a mad voice, like it just comes to him, was like, the Black Death, you know? I was just, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it, man. Um, one, of the, one of them, as soon as it gets said, you're like, yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? It's yeah. fitting. I remember um, I remember seeing you on a show years ago, Shinobi War 4. Uh, yeah, I was, walked I out was... to no music and that. Walked, yeah. out, no <laughs> <laughs> walked out to no music. Uh, but you did. You, you just destroyed them in the first round. And to be fair, I think the referee let you get about 15 more shots in than he should have done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so it's definitely fitting based on that performance. Um, uh, and you 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 done a little thing, didn't you? When you were in uni, and the the they were showing about 
uh, the safety of Amanda and the video they show is you fucking this fella up. And it's like, well, the ref's going to stop it now. And he's still like, you know, like, we're the best video to show to show no. him safety of MMA. But talking about the safety um, of the referees, just like stood the other side of the cage, just like, yeah, sound. <laughs> um, but for that great performance. Um, <laughs> uh, so I might be analysing too much with this, but in a few fights, I've noticed she had like a a knee band on or a knee brace. Um, is that just a man injury you've been dealing with at, at the time, or is there sort of more to it with that with that knee band? Yeah, you know what it is on on them all on some of them all the mats like that I was that we was competing on. They were just the frictions just fucking terrible. So like just on that knee, I like to I like I like to wear it just because the friction and stuff. But recently, I just thought there's not even any points. It rolls off after the fucking first grapple exchange anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> It, it, was that because it was your, your lead foot? You want to be able to still move and have less impact when you footed the yeah. canvas? Or... Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And um, yeah, and it just felt a lot because I trained like that as well. So it just felt a lot more like comfortable, but I just swerved that off recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got rid of it. You get you get, get people like me looking at it too much, thinking like, what's going on there? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I said that that was the one thing you didn't see you didn't it? like I, watching yeah. your fight and he's just like what's that on his knee <laughs> <laughs> focusing on the wrong thing. Um, so your opponent is Tom Mans coming up. Um, first fought in Cage Warriors in 2018. He's also fought in Bellator. Uh, what do you make of him as an opponent, and how does he compare to your previous opponents? He's a good he's a good fighter. Um, that's the thing. Like that's the thing. Like if you look through all my fights, amateur pro or whatever, like. They're all, they're all good guys, like they're all fucking serious guys and that. And that's why, that's like, that's just what I've always done, just taking on the best people I can possibly take on. Um, and yeah, similar thing, it's Cage Warriors, it's the best in Europe, the best in England, the best in Europe and that. So I'm always expecting a tough matchup. So yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good match for me. I, I like it. it. Gets me excited. Good, good fighter. A lot of fights. So yeah, I'm ready to go. Where are you yeah. expecting to see? Are you expecting a stand-up fight? Are you expecting a sort of a grappling match? What are you expecting from him? Um, to, be honest, to be honest, every the story of my life in, in cage fights is that everyone wants to take me down or just get a hold of me. And that. But you never know. I've seen him in his, in his previous fights um, stand up with people. I don't think you can really pigeonhole anyone no more to say he's going to do this, he's going to do that. But I'm expecting he's probably going to want to get a hold of me in that But if he wants to stand, um, yeah, that'll be fun as well. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to the next question, we've got a little different one for you. You you threw some questions to us for our last episode, which we, we appreciate that. Um, oh, yeah. You, you asked if we're seeing the sort of new age of UK MMA. I sort of want to throw that back to you and get your opinion on it and being part of it, essentially. Um. Just on are we seeing a new age in a like a new um, golden age in UK MMA? Yeah. yeah. Um definitely, I'd say definitely it's what it is, it's like it's mad like because you can I was just saying this before, like to one of the lads at the gym, like you could in like a hundred years' time, there's gonna be like some scholar, like you know, the way there's boxing historians now and all that. Like they'll they'll be like MMA historians and they'll have case studies for like every single region of the world. 
like Russia, Brazil, the US, UK, Sweden, like all of them places and that. Like, and it does, it goes in like, it goes in cycles in the sense of like, there was a lot of USC guys from England. Like, I don't know, what would you say now? Like seven years ago or something like that. Like a big group of them. And then that kind of weans off and then it creates a whole scene of everyone, like, you know, kids coming out of gymnastics, coming out of rugby, coming out of football, going into like these, you know, amateur fights and that, like, and it's built and it builds a scene. And then what, over like five years, you got, you know, the cream of the crop goes to the UFC and that's what we've really seen <clears throat> um, with all the flags you just fought on the weekend. Like, yeah, like all of them, you could probably, you've probably seen all of them fighting in, in person, like on amateur shows or on pro shows and like domestically. So like, yeah, I think I think it definitely is. Um, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, and uh, for you, how does it? How is it to be a, a part of that new age that we're seeing? It, it, it's good. It just says that there's just going to be more opportunities, like a lot more eyes. Like even on cage bodies, a lot more eyes on cage bodies nowadays and all that type of stuff. So yeah, it just means more interest in the sport, like more eyeballs on it domestically, and that's so yeah, it's. Fun, a lot of opportunities yeah yeah definitely um so you train out of um, sbg manchester um do you want to just quickly shout out your, your coaches and any uh, spar- sparring partners or people you should be looking at coming up yeah um well you'll probably know most of them um the <clears throat> the team the team really it's abdul chardy's matter match just left gone to him um, he's moved down to london and um, Abdul Chargy's just taken over as head coach. Um, he's splitting the coach responsibilities. Him and um, Jack Hart, you know, the former Cage Warriors Phantomweight champion. Um, Steve Hooper, who's also on the Cage Warriors the night before. And um, Andal, Antonio Sheldon, who's fighting the night before as well. It's kind of a, it's become a lot more of a close-knit team, but we're working a lot more on um, like things that are very specific to us, like, like Steve Hooper, he's he's fought on men's as well, and he's been my, one of my main training partners. Like what he what he wants to do for this fight is probably what Tom's going to want to do for his fight, you know. So, and then what I want to do for my fight is what his opponent needs to do for his fight. So, like we've really been helping each other a lot um, throughout the past what, ten weeks now, just on game planning and strategy and stuff. So yeah, it's it's great. It's good. Yeah, it must be valuable when you've got a training partner who's actually fought the person you're you're coming up against. Because like, even though you, like I think you mentioned before about looking back and obviously things that will have changed because there's improvement, but having someone who's got that experience of the fighter must be be really valuable. Like, yeah, it's 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 decent. I got two teammates actually that I've fought him before. Um, oh, him and and Jordan Desper. Um, it's all right, but you can't really take too much from that because them two training partners aren't me. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, um, whatever they say, it's like uh, that's that's your opinion or that's what you felt at the time. So yeah, it could all be different on the night for me, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a different fight as well and a different approach. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so you're three and one in your career at the moment as a as a pro, anyway. Um. Would you have liked to have had more fights at, at this point in your career? Because I say, I remember seeing you, like I said, as as an amateur, and that was thinking two thousand and sixteen or something like that. Um, would you have liked to have had a few more fights on on your record at this point? Yeah, definitely. But um, 
definitely but like I said before I'm not really trying to fight um I'm not really trying to fight what's the word what's the politically correct word to say I'm not trying to fight um overmatched fighters or anything like that I want to fight like the the, the best possible yeah. people I can fight so it could be it could look better as in it could be like seven or eight and all I mean and all that but then it should be full of like overmatched opponents and things like that yeah. that doesn't really do nothing for me so um, like genuine type yeah. of fighters pardon like journeyman type fighters exactly so um yeah like you look at all the guys I fought, like from day one, they're all you know very experienced amateurs who've gone on to be very good pros and that. So yeah, I'm not really too fussed about that. Like, yeah. So are you are you quite particular when you get off of the fight? Then do you, do you like look at who the opponent is before you sign the contract and stuff like that? Or yeah, it's yeah for the most part. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be someone who's decent. You know what I mean? Like you can't. I'm not trying to just walk over some genuine. It's definitely got to be someone who's good, who's beaten good people before, who's fought with good people. Um, yeah, it's definitely something I'm quite particular about, yeah. I think the political word in MMA for that is like cans in it. I see that getting used. Yeah, that's, that's the non-political <laughs> word for it, yeah. <laughs> um, so each of your wins you've got, you know, they've come by like different methods, you've got a KO sub. Um, what would you say you, you hold any advantage? Uh, advantage, sorry, regardless of how the fight plays out, knowing that you've got that wide range of finish finishing and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm always, <clears throat> I'd say with me, so that I'm always looking to finish a fight. Um, always like I'm always looking to finish fights. Like even my first fight where I got that decision, I was just pissed off that I didn't get the um. That I didn't get a finish. Like I'm always looking to finish the fight, whatever that's um submission, ground and pound, knockout, whatever. Like definitely always trying to finish fights. That's what people want to see, don't people want to see people finish fights, and that's what that that's what's gonna make you feel happy as well when you when you get out the cage and you've competed. If you've finished the fight, it's it's quite um it's definitive, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. like oh the rounds could have went either way or nothing like that. It's no the mm. fight was <laughs> That is that's at the end of a show. The what you talk about is is the knockouts or even some of the subs, and I think we've seen that you know with the weekend show uh, in London mm-hmm. just gone. What we're all talking about is this is really the spin and back elbow from from Molly. So it, it exactly. is like you say that's what everyone wants to see. Um, just just briefly going back to that at the moment, did you were you able to catch the card at the weekend in London? Yeah, I seen all I seen all the fights. It was. Yeah, it was a really good card, to be fair. Really good card, and I enjoyed it. Really good card. Um, stand- <laughs> I know, I know, because the Jai Herbert, it's a Poirier fight, was probably my favourite fight on there. Like he was, Jai Herbert was killing him off as well. Yeah, yeah. And then he came, and then the lad came back. It's just, it's it was, obviously, because he's, he's a UK, UK guy and that, it's shit to see him losing that, but it's one of them, like, it just shows you the sport. It's just so fucking... Unpredictable and that, and just yeah. that's it, yeah, that's it. And it, it was a beautiful combination, you know, body, head, and then that was it. it was lights out, it was, it was, yeah, perfect, yeah. yeah. I, I think the thing that made made it go, go for us is being able to watch it early, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know going yeah, to bed at yeah. six o'clock in the morning, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, yeah, the, the guys from Liverpool, um, Paddy and Molly, they did really well as well, like showing like. 
they like they've been on they were on cage running for ages as well and did really well showing that they're at that level and that and they can finish fights at that level. Too. Yeah, good to yeah. watch. Good to see. Definitely, definitely good, good life it, in the Brits. Obviously, with the record cage warriors have got of having people go from them to the UFC, does that instill you with a lot of confidence that you know if you string a few wins together, that that could be you next? Yeah, it's just it's one of them. It's it's got the most when it's on outside. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just because I'm in the UK and that. But like when it's when cage warriors is on, um. It's it just seems to me like it's got the most eyeballs on it, like out of any show outside of the UFC. Um, yeah, like whether that's going to the UFC, whether that's going onto the international stage, and that like it's just if you're putting on good performances there, it means a lot of people are seeing it, a lot of MMA fans are seeing it, and yeah, so yeah, it, there's possibilities from there. Yeah. Is the we've we've asked a few a few like people this and. The answer's been a bit different every time. For you, is is the UFC, is that the end game or is are you happy if you were like going to if you got an offer from Bellator if you or if you got an offer from one? Are you just open to any avenue really? Yeah, I'd be open to any any one of them. But the thing is with with all with all that is like um maybe maybe if you would have asked me this like three years ago, probably would have been a different answer. But you know, UFC is you just know you know they're gonna be doing you know they're going to offer you at least three fights, four fights, even a year, and that like you're guaranteed to be able to perform and stuff. Like one, like one, they've only I seen something like in Japan they've only just started doing um, shows with fans in it. Like they've been putting off shows or doing super small shows and that Bellator. How often they come into England and how often they taking guys from Europe and taking them to the US. Like it's just it's very wishy washy like that in the sense of, like all them guys who are signed there like from you know, this side of the world, you don't fight too often. You don't really fight too often. And that's the thing with this sport is time is of the essence, really, in the sense of once you break into that, um, once you break into that international scene, like you really want to be competing as often as you can. And yeah. that's, that's, that's what UFC can give to you, give to you, do you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. I, I think even like Bellator sort of understand that because I, I spoke to um, Rafael Uchebu, who had had a, a contract with Bellator and he said when the pandemic hit they basically said well we don't want to um, basically hold you and sort of slow down your career you know go fight for other shows where you can be active and then we can look at that in the future so I think the fact that Bellator know that they're not going to be that active down these ways you know it's mm. I think that says a lot as well yeah Definitely. Um. So the last time you fought, there were there were no fans in attendance. Uh, are you looking forward to being able to get back out in front of the fans? Yeah, it should be good. I'm like, um, yeah, there hasn't been. Yeah, last time I fought, there was no people there. Um, should be good. Um, it's I, I like it. I like it when there's people there, and that when you hear the reactions, everything, hear all that. Ooh, ooh, yeah. and all that. <laughs> I like all that, but it doesn't really make too much difference to me. Like I'm. If someone's put me in a cage to fight, I'm gonna go and fight. Like, but um, yeah, having the fans just adds to that atmosphere. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Was the benefit to not having the fans? Like, you could hear your coaches more during the fight and stuff like that. You could sort of, I don't know. We seen, I think, um, with the fight, one of the fights at the weekend. I think it was Mohammed Makayev. There was a noise in the crowd, and you noticed the kid, and he like completely turned away and looked at the crowd oh, for a second, like. There's none of that distraction and stuff like that with, with no fans there. Is the 
some benefits to not having them there as well. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, maybe, maybe you can, maybe it's like you can just think you can be a bit, a bit more calmer and stuff um, with there not being any fans there. But sometimes, yeah, I, just, I just didn't really notice it. Like in the last time when I fought when there was no fans there, I didn't really notice that there were no fans there like that. Do you know what I mean? Because they yeah. still play the music and they still play the music yeah. and that type of stuff. So it still feels like a event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, it. you're there to do a job, aren't you? So um, you just got to concentrate on that. But this one you're back on is at Manchester, and I, yeah. I can't remember the last event that was at Manchester. So like, I, I, I'm expecting a crowd like London was just crazy, gone gone bonkers. You know what I mean? Yeah, they will be. They will be. They've there's not been there's not been too many big. Well, there's not been a big show like that come down for a long time. Um, yeah, and a lot of good fighters are on the show. Like, there's going to be some big finishes and stuff. So I think it's going to be like. The atmosphere is going to be mad. Like I remember the last time um, it was up here in Manchester. The atmosphere was crazy. So, yeah, yeah. probably even better this time. I think it's going to be a good example of um, a good showcase for like all the Northwest talent. Like we know there's, I think there's seven lads from next gen over the two cards, isn't there? And then obviously, mm. you know, yourselves, SBG, you've got a good few people on the card. So it's going to be a great showcase for Northwest MMA. Definitely. So we we know you you've um, you've trained at at Aspire. Um, yeah. do, do you still manage to split your time between the gyms, or you are uh, SPG full time now? No, no. What it was, um, I went on because me me last, um, I went on holiday for a bit. Well, I went to traveling for a little bit last year, the end of last year for a couple of months. Um, and when I came back, I just went to my mum and dad's, and then like that Aspire gym is really close to where my parents live, so I just thought. I just fly down there a bit and yeah, it's fucking top lads at that gym and really good sparring, really good way to get back into my full-time training and stuff. Dean, Dean Garnett, he's a great coach. Um, a lot of good bodies down there as well. Um, Liam McCracken, um, Mullen Brothers and that. Like, it was, yeah, it was good to get back in against some good guys. Yeah. Is, is that what you try and do when, when you're down here and not try to get into a spire with it being so close? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. These the open, the open to have. They were quite open to um, have me, and I was worked, worked a bit with them um, fishy as well, mm. just on the pad, having me on the pads and stuff. Um, and Dean as well on the pads, like just working with both of them is really good. Like because both of them fought, both of them been fighting for a long time under that. Um, yeah, and, and they fought at really a high level, so it was good just start getting some pad working with them boys as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So, final question then: What can we expect from Manny Akpan in twenty twenty two? Oh yeah, at least at least three fights, at least three, now at least four fights. Even like I'm going to get like three or four fights in, and that, and then just big performances. Like you, you've seen me other fights, and that like I don't really come to mess about when I get in my cage. So, um, yeah, that's what you're gonna see. Just big knockouts, not spinning shit, jumping shit. <laughs> And then take it off and that, so yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, Love man, it. looking forward to that. Love the spinning um, shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Even more so after the weekend, that's... <laughs> that's... <laughs> or as, uh, as Keaton called it, a Kaelin back elbow. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was long. Oh, was that long, was it? Yeah, I thought that a Kaelin no. back elbow. Close enough. Uh, well, Manny, it's been great talking to you, mate. Really appreciate you taking the time out and joining us today. Uh, best of luck against, uh, against your opponent. And 
well, yeah, we know you're getting the win and we can't wait to see more of you in action this year. Oh, nice one, boys. Thanks for having me on. No problem, mate. Take care. Right, see you later, guys. were super necessary.